Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hello everyone and welcome to Once Upon a Timing After Dark, a very special episode where we're talking about something not exactly about Once Upon a Time, but I'm going to say generally related because it's princesses and they switch and I'm there's a lot of switching that happens in Once Upon a Time, so you know what? I consider it connected. I am Beth Elderkin. I'm joined as always by the lovely Abby. Abby, how are you doing? Uh, Beth, I am bursting at the seams with all of the wiki knowledge about St. Nicholas and the uh, relics he may or may not have. And I swear to you, I have the dates in my head about when he was alive. Because I have questions about his relic being hooked up to electricity. <laughs> yeah, you have uh, way too much, way more knowledge about that than I even bothered to examine. So I'm excited for that. But Abby, we are not alone for this very special episode of Once Upon a Time. We Timing. are not alone. We have not one, but two guests. This is a Once Upon a Timing first, a world exclusive. And my husband is laughing. He's trying not to laugh next to me, but you can probably hear him just a little bit. We, of course, have my wonderful husband, Tim, uh, shark jumping extraordinaire. Hello, Tim. Say hello. Hello, happy to be here for the, is this the first ever Once Upon a Timing roundtable that I'm a part of? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> the McLaughlin group of princess switches. But we not we don't, we don't have just one Once Upon a Timing husband. <laughs> we have both. We have fellow Once Upon a Timing alum, Ty. Ty, thank you so much for joining us. Hello, thank you. I did no homework, so I'm happy to be here. You know what? No homework is exactly what I wanted for this because I wanted a breadth of experience. Because, guys, we are talking about The Princess Switch 3, Romancing the Star, which <laughs> is a title that I think someone thought was a good idea, but it turns out was not. Most of this movie seems like it was not workshopped at all. Someone just went, okay, Princess Switch 3, uh, uh, Romancing the Star, uh, there's a saint. Oh, I know, St. Nicholas, Santa Claus, right? And then he has a relic, yeah, and then they get it, but then there's a heist situation because uh, I just assume one of the writers did like a lot of coke and watched all of the Fast and the Furious movies <laughs> and tried to figure out how to cram this and Ocean's Eleven into a movie. So, Tim, I know that you and I have watched... I've made you sit through pretty much all of them. Sat through many of these. I think I've sat through them all multiple times, yes. Yes, we were actually watching A Christmas Prince 3 Royal Baby right before taping this because Ugh. we needed something on because we're keeping the baby up to get we used to West Coast time. and colorful that isn't uh, just singing wheels on the bus go round and round. So, 
Um, but what about you, Ty? I'm curious what your experience has been with this Netflix holiday movie universe. Ah, uh, yes. What is my experience? Um, it, it started it, today. It started today. Yeah. <laughs> That's I effectively ever won. Yeah. So have you seen any other of the Netflix Christmas movies or is this legit your first? Uh, if I have, I'm not aware of it. Oh my God. Is there a chance uh, that you were maybe asleep in a chair and it was on <laughs> a really you, good chance? No, yeah. no, he does. He does a different, he does a different dad thing. He'll, his thing is I'll be watching it on the TV in the living room and he'll walk in and just stare at the TV while completely standing. Not enough to stick around. He's not going to sit down and watch it, which is how he ingested most of the uh, Camilla Cabello uh, Cinderella movie was he would just walk into the room, stare at the TV get annoyed and leave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I am fascinated to to dive into what your takeaway is since this like not only have you not seen any of the Netflix movies, but you haven't seen any in the Princess Switch. So, the princesses have switched multiple times, but this is their first time experiencing how <laughs> all the ways the princesses can switch. Although in this one Abby, they all switch to one person, which is yeah. I think the only one that Vanessa Hudgens wanted to play. Yeah, the I I enjoyed uh the the scene where there's they're all three like that and like the one guy who's like in love with her was just like having a quiet moment of I've dreamed about this day. How do I make this happen? <laughs> oh yes. my god, when he was watching the two of them tango together, he was um he was feeling some feelings and they were not PG. Listen, I'll just say it right up top. I didn't like this guy and I kind of wished he would have stayed gone. He sucked. <laughs> Oh, you mean the love interest? The Yeah, I hated that guy. Oh my god, I actually he was my favorite part. <laughs> oh no, I hated Peter so much. <laughs> oh no, device. No, he was my saving grace. No, we have a real division, Abby. This has never happened. <laughs> no. <laughs> podcast has torn asunder forever. 2020 the podcast did a real good time. We didn't make it to 2022. It was the ancillary <laughs> Christmas episode that did us in. Uh, the third one. Yes. <laughs> All right, well, let's go ahead and do a brief synopsis, and then we're going to kind of chat just about, honestly, whatever the hell we want about this movie, because it's, who cares? It's a, it's a Princess Switch 3. We can just talk about whatever the hell we want. So in this movie, it's the third in the Princess Switch franchise, where Vanessa Hudgens starts out by playing essentially the Princess and the Pauper, where she's a baker who switches place with a duchess who later turns out to be future queen. That's, I have questions. And they're, now the baker is now married to a prince, uh, the Duchess is now a queen, and she's married to the baker's uh, co-owner of her shop. And a small business owner from a, Chicago. Exactly, yeah. small from Chicago. That's very important. Chicago is very important in this franchise, except in the third movie where it never comes up. There's a passing reference to yeah. the White Sox. <laughs> Red Sox, White Sox. The prince is very oh, funny. Oh, the socks. It's so funny. I don't know anything about pop culture or Batman <laughs> and Catwoman. Yes. And then we have the third Vanessa Hudgens, which is Fiona, who in, in the second movie impersonates uh, the future queen in order to uh, steal a bunch of money and run away. Although they kind of retcon it that she was trying to take over the country. I, I call shenanigans because that's not what she was doing. She was just trying to get some money and go to Belize. It was stuffed uh, by I, coup. Christ. I don't uh, I don't appreciate uh, their laissez-faire treatment of uh, staging a coup. No, she's not a great service for this because nepotism. <laughs> anyway, so in this third movie, they have the Star of Peace, which Abby, I'm going to defer to you once we start talking about that because 
I we're going to get into it. But they get the star piece from the Vatican because Montanaro is a Catholic country, apparently. But lo and behold, it is quickly stolen by a rich guy who just likes to steal things because he can't have them. It's kind of creepy. And they need now obviously they're the the reigning monarchs of the country, so they can just like arrest him and take it back right away, right? Like that's end of the story. No, you can't go to the police. <laughs> yeah, I I don't I don't get it. I didn't <laughs> didn't understand it, but the other night I did rewatch The Dark Knight, and I realized that it's very similar to a Princess Switch, and that there's a lot of we can't trust any police, so and that kind of explains the entire plot. It's like. We can't trust Interpol. But instead of Batman, we need someone else who is in touch with the underground. A woman in very expensive heels who apparently knows a former Interpol agent who has a high-tech lab and lasers. I I love the insinuation of, I know someone that committed a crime. I bet they know about all of the other crimes. They've got like a crime Facebook and we all talk to each other about the high-profile crimes that we do. (laughs) But you know what? It's accurate because Fiona is the person that they need. And then the movie turns into a heist. It's a heist film. Christmas is almost brought in incidentally or to make fun of it. Christmas is, Christmas does not matter in this holiday movie. And they do the heist. There's a couple switcheroos. There's a whole thing involving Fiona's mom because they need us to care about her. And I don't. And then huh. it ends. And... Yeah. And you know what? It took me two times to notice something. Stacy's husband, the prince, was never actually in the scene with anyone else. He was green screened the whole film. What? Watch it. If you go back and watch it. Yeah, if you rewatch it, he was green screened into the entire movie. All the group shots, he's not in them. Yeah. Yeah. COVID is wild. Yeah. It's very strange that he's only oh, not in it. I, I broke Abby. <laughs> you broke me. I'm just trying to like I'm trying trying to play it back in my now, brain. Now wait a minute. Was he was the one who escorted to the the like mother superior for the hearing, right? Yeah, it, he yeah. was green screened. He was green screened. He was yep. standing next to her in the chair. Though. He was at a distance. Technology. <laughs> she oh. well, she filmed some things with him, but she was on a green screen for those too. I think Vanessa oh. Hudgens was with him for like half a day and they filmed this stuff. He's on green screen the whole time. I don't think well, he even changes costumes at all. Nope. I think he's in the same suit the entire time. That Well, that's a good suit, right? Versatile. A nice suit. <laughs> Wear it every day. You dress it up, <laughs> you dress it down. Yeah. All right, I'll express my first disappointment. Uh, how was uh, Fiona's mom not just Vanessa Hudgens in old lady makeup? <laughs> what is she, Eddie Murphy? Yeah, in this movie, she's Eddie Murphy. She should have been all of the characters. She's like a Muppet. She's everybody except one, uh, like, regular person. If they did a straight-up, like, the clumps treatment of the next movie where she's playing, like, eight different characters. Well, here's the thing. So I actually read an interview where someone asked her, like, if she was going to play, if there was going to be a new Vanessa Hudgens clone in Princess Switch 3. And she's like, no, I I can barely keep track of three. I wouldn't be able to do four. That was literally it. She She just didn't want to do it. There's Orphan Black and then there's a princess switch. We can't all be. (laughs) Uh, I. uh, Okay. Yep. That's all I got. I'm mad. I'm just mad that it wasn't her. Also, it had. It's a deep cut. It had a very big, like, Britney Spears meeting her mom in Crossroads. Yes. Moment. Like, it had nothing to do with anything. Also, just to point out, because it pissed me off, uh, at no point did her mom actually say the words, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. 
those words never came out of her mouth. And she's like, I hope you forgive me. I was yelling. I was in the kitchen. You probably heard me because he was doing his adult job that pays the bills. And I'm in the kitchen watching Princess Switch. She didn't say she was sorry, <laughs> bitch. So, Ty, I'm actually going to start with you. I want to talk about the, the Vanessa Hudgens. We have the three in this film. And these are the three we're presumably only going to get because as far as I know, they're not actually making a fourth one, at least not for a little while. So, 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 Ty, <laughs> having seen the Princess Switch 3, who's your favorite, Vanessa? Uh, well, I will be honest. Until we started this recording, I was not aware they were all the same person. Um, <laughs> I am not a smart man. <laughs> uh, so I, I had caught on to the fact that the two were the same, right? The, the queen and the, the, the criminal. Mm-hmm. I'm really good with names too, right? But the other one. I thought she was a different person completely. Um, admittedly. Just because of the American accent? or Yes. That killer Chicago accent. I don't know. <laughs> I have no clue. Like the, something just told me these are different people and I, I bought into it. So she did a great job until it was that accent of Fiona. Yes. Because that was horrendous. Um, but which one was yeah. your favorite? Of the uh, two I'm gonna have to go aware. with the queen then because right she the she Montanaro, wasn't the Montanaro yeah. she had fun hair she was she rather did. preppy she was willing to get herself into the mix and play a fun role of like <laughs> pretending to be Fiona and she tried to dance and do all this stuff and that to me was you know probably the the best part. She did a lot of her 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 version of impersonating Fiona was just meowing a lot. Which, Meow. you know, I had to kind of re- you know, re- I had to I had to respect it. it. <laughs> I I did appreciate like when she was impersonating her that it all had a very like big fan fiction vibe where it's like I have to go impersonate a rich social socialite and drink candy cane martinis and romance a really attractive man while a heist is going on. This is the height of. The height of, you know, living. Amazing. This is so wonderful. I'm going to have so much fun. Also, I make this face. Like, she kept making, the, like, she was trying to do the Fiona face, and she would just scrunch her whole face. Like, mm. Well, Abby and Tim, you guys have seen the previous Princess Switch movies. Uh, Ty, this is this is your first foray. So so while you, you yeah, I'm sure you understand what the general consensus of a Hallmark-style Christmas movie is, the Princess Switch ones are also a league of their own. So, so Abby and Tim, I wanted to get your thoughts on what it felt like going from baking competitions to um, heists of Catholic iconography. <laughs> Tim, I'm going to let you take it here. <laughs> it, I, I think I told you last night, it felt like very much this was Princess Switch, Hobbs and Shaw. Like it definitely felt like... <laughs> Because I remember seeing Hobbs and Shaw, and I'm like, it feels kind of like a Fast and Furious movie, but I'm not enjoying it as much because we're focusing on two characters who definitely work better. And or in Hobbs and Shaw, two characters work in small doses. In this one, one character who's played by the same actress as the other two characters who works better in small doses. <laughs> like, like because I think the second Princess Switch was great when they just brought in this crazy third character, and I'm like, okay, this ups the ante, but. Having it be like all about her, uh, yeah, was I just boring and lame. <laughs> like she was fun in the second movie because she was the outlier, and you could tell Vanessa Hudgens was having a really fun time. This was not a character that needed to be sympathetic. 
In fact, it made her worse. I didn't care about her 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 mommy her mommy problems. I didn't care about her Which, stupid Milky Way thing yeah, with the her whole, boy. Her whole backstory just reminded me of like the backstory. I think they I think they just lifted it from like Doctor Evil in the third Austin Powers. I think his whole thing is like he was lonely at a prep school or something. Like so, Abby, what which what do you prefer the 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 traditional Christmas foray with 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 boy toys and and magic ornaments that have secret deeds for houses in them? Oh, that's just what these. No, it was have. a it was it had a law about adoption. Yes, that's the what it walnut was. with the law of adoptions hanging on a tree that we found on accident. You know, Abby. Uh, yes. Wait, I'm gonna give you like ten million points because you knew what I was talking about and you corrected it. <laughs> That's Not only amazing. do I know what you're talking about, I will um actually it. Um, <laughs> I will say I preferred the first Princess Switch movie because that's what's cool about those movies is like our like Christmas Hallmark slash Netflix movies. I like them to be simple, and that's what that movie was. It was like, look, it's a nondescript uh, street in Chicago with a bakery. Also, it's Christmas time, so we pumped in fake snow. And now there's a country that no one's ever heard of that has a duchess, and they're going to switch. It's so cute, and you kind of know what's going on. It's like a feel-good uh thing where you just know kind of what's going to happen and it all plays out. This, this is like that movie uh, and they're deciding to make a sequel, but they also had $10 million. Like, how do we spend this money? I know. Let's put in the laser scene from Ocean's 12. Yeah. And let's also, I, we're going to buy really fancy, expensive shoes. I looked up those butterfly shoes she was mopping the floors in. I sent them to you, Beth. Like $900. Like, they just... I, hey, I'm, I'm hoping Vanessa got to take them home because you know what? She earned them. They were probably her shoes. Uh, <laughs> I just assume. They just like, did it like I, a community theater production. Everyone brought in their props from home. Yeah. I'm obsessed with all the shoes in there. There's at one point she's wearing like thigh high red shoes. And I was like, I don't know what's happening in this scene. I just want those shoes. Uh, but no, I preferred the first one because I like the kind of like low budget and it's kind of fun. There's, there's two of them. So we'll split screen it. Very parent trap. But this was just, this was too much. I got over overloaded. <laughs> it was a lot to deal with because it wasn't like, I really love a stupid, silly Christmas movie. It's why they're so successful. It's why they're such a big fandom of the Hallmark movies because we all just love a little holiday cheese, a predictable cheese where someone's going to inherit an inn and then they're going to meet the cute guy who chops firewood for them. And then they're going to fall in love and maybe kiss on a float in the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Like, that that's all great. But this one had just like a weird heist thing. And it's a lot. And so so Ty, as our expert in computers and Oh, yeah, sure, sure. How, how was this heist? Uh, this one was very painful. <laughs> um, yeah, I I will say this: uh, the love interest dude, right? The the Peter, um, he had one heck of a lair. Um, I loved his computer desk that is magically just zoom in, and he's got all these layouts and blueprints and everything ready to go, and uh, can dive into whatever he wants, three D styles. Very Mission Impossible, if you would. Um, and then. Boy, that heist. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I definitely get the entrapment theme and the, you know, having a, a lady do the seductive dance through the laser beams. But if if I'm a rich guy putting um, like an art vault together where I've already got a pin code to get into the room, 
I'm going to ask those laser beams to turn off. I'm not going to store the laser beam kill button on the opposite side of the room. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be able to come in and out of it. So that's just me. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Willing to be wrong. Wouldn't have had the fun dance if, if uh, I. And yeah. also, his passcode was her birthday. Okay, okay. <laughs> That's just good cybersecurity, right? It's like something that you can of easily remember. Oh, I'm gonna put the. <laughs> all right. She says that like it's the most normal thing in the world. If I had to go like rob my ex boyfriend and I knew that the code was my birthday. The next sentence is, yeah, I've got a lot of restraining orders. <laughs> this guy's a lunatic. Because uh, the whole thing was, oh, the this this Catholic relic has been stolen. I guess we're going to go have to talk to my cousin. Okay, well, my cousin's here. And she's entered us into a love triangle of her own making. And she's simply <laughs> exhausted by it. <laughs> Every man I meet is so in love with me. See, that's where it becomes a Christmas movie. <laughs> okay, What's so Christmas without a love triangle? Come on. That is true. It's, just, it, it's gotta be drama. Yeah. That's what Taylor Taylor Swift says. Tis the damn season. You're all welcome. Yeah, I wish it could have been just a love just a love triangle or just a mother-daughter story. Cause I think like your point, Abby, is like, I want one of these movies. Like with this movie, I want to know exactly what it is within the first five minutes and then not have to think about it. It, it all what's happening after that with this movie i kept having to ask like what's happening now like what is like i just want to like know and be able to walk in and out of the room and know exactly where i am but but wasn't it worth it for like she's getting ready to do a heist scene and then she just has a random moment where she stares off into space and then we get like a crossfade into her as a child because she's having a sad memory while thinking about her heist <laughs> okay so sure I you want me over <laughs> Yeah, I think the best part about this for me was I started watching it last night, but stopped a about 30 minutes in. And then Abby asked me if I had finished it last night. And I went, no, I stopped at the heist. <laughs> and she looks at me and goes, what? I have no clue what's going to happen in this movie, but it doesn't surprise me. So, like... <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah, on Monday, Beth was like, Abby, it's a heist movie. I thought she was kidding. <laughs> I, I thought you'd already watched it. I didn't, actually did not no, watch it. No, I watched it today. You. I watched it today. <laughs> and so I was like, there's no way it's a heist. And the moment she watched it, and she'd be like, the police have no leads, and we're not allowed to tell the Vatican yet. Well, I guess we're going to have to solve this ourselves. I just stood there. I paused it, and I just stood there in my kitchen, dumbstruck, staring at my phone, going, why is that the conclusion? <laughs> like, Wait, what, are you guys going to start a podcast later to solve murders? <laughs> yeah, why didn't they call the, the Scooby Squad or whatever? The mystery crew. What? From only like murders Scooby in the building, right? Well, no, Scooby, no, yeah, Scooby, Scooby Doo and, and Scrappy oh, Doo. ghosts involved. Well, see, see, Scooby Doo is relative because they're uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. They also call themselves Scooby Doo. But, and then also you have Only Murders in the Building, and we were just talking about a true crime podcast. So I got very confused. We're oh, multi layered. Yeah. Okay. So, Abby, <laughs> Beth, is the Star of Peace real? The Star of Peace is not real. Damn it. <laughs> It is not real. Uh, the relics, the relics of Saint Nicholas, uh, mostly his bones. <laughs> wait, wait. But can we just like retcon that the Star of Peace is just Saint Nicholas's bones? It's Saint Nicholas's bones all put together. <laughs> With uh, a big ass light bulb in the middle. Yeah. Oh God. 
<laughs> I, that's why I looked it up. Because I was like, I, I know that like a religious relic stored at the Vatican is not going to be made in ye old modern times. Uh, but I had to look it up. And like I said, I, I basically downloaded the wiki page into my brain. It's like, this is St. Nicholas. Yes, he is the St. Nicholas that went on to become what we identify as Santa Claus. Uh, but he was born, rate yourselves, in 270... And he died in 343. My brain. So, no, the relic he left behind would not would not have been able to hook up to a tree. But again, the relics <laughs> that he left behind were mostly his bones because during many wars, they just had to be moved. And several times they had to make a game-changing decision. Which bones do we take? So, so anyway, no, no star apiece, but a big bone claw at the top of the star would have been really, uh, real hallmarky. Just, so, <laughs> I would have loved that so much. So it sounds like Santa actually was a, a fairly rotund figure if they couldn't take all his bones when they were moving it, apparently, <laughs> if they had to pick and choose. He's just too I like the idea Selective that, bones. I like the idea that you believe Santa is rotund because of his massive bones. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've been saying boned. for years about myself. He's, he's big boned. He's big boned. Okay. So can we talk about my favorite line of this whole movie? Yes. <laughs> because it, it has to do with the Star of Beast and that moment when it is stolen. When the Interpol agent. <laughs> oh, no. I know exactly what it is. Tells, tells Stacy and the Queen that they can't go to the police. Like, they can't solve it easily because. It's like a pie crust easily... Pie crust promises. Pie crust promises. Easily made, easily broken. Words cannot express how wrong that statement is for multiple It's a Mary Poppins reference. Hmm? It's a Mary Poppins reference. Yeah, but it's still dumb. still stupid. Oh, correct. I've made a pie crust before. It is not easily made. But also very, like, could you imagine an officer telling you that? Like, this ancient relic has been stolen. The price of it is certainly invaluable, and this will this will rock the foundation of Christianity as we know it. Sorry, I'd help you out, but I can't give you any pie crust promises. <laughs> hey, what? We don't teach empathy around here. Yeah, like, the prince literally tells the queen, yeah, you might get deposed for this. I love As he that. stares into space because he can't look at anyone physically. Tart and feathered, no big deal. Oh, that's so funny. Because then he's like, yeah, they'll just take all your stuff and they'll raid your castles. And they're like, what? What are you? Okay, so first of all, yes, I also Googled that, which is why I was just like, what the hell is a pie crust promise? So many random things just get said. And I lost count of the number of random movie references that got made. Yeah, they had to uh, come with me if you want to live. Or something. Yeah, they oh, yeah. were making references left and right, and also uh, Fiona's little side characters. The dude, unnecessary. I liked the growth arc of the girl one because she was realizing she's good at technology. I love that for her. <laughs> she's getting into STEM. <laughs> yeah, STEM. Women in STEM. <laughs> and then, meanwhile, the guy is just uh, like talks about poodle trees, and I wanted to murder his face. I I I couldn't with that guy so much. Also, weren't they only like out of jail on retainer? Like they were just like, we did it. We returned the the star of peace. We're free forever. No, I think you still have to go back to jail. 
free forever. <laughs> no, it's it's like at the beginning of Silence of the Lambs where they immediately let Hannibal Lecter out of prison and they're like, you're going to help us, so we'll just let you free now. <laughs> so who was everyone's favorite character? If you had to pick one person who stands out above the rest. Uh, I'm going to start with Ty. Oh, damn. <laughs> I told you. Because you know, I told you up top. Oh, my goodness. Uh, stands out above the rest. Um, I'm going to have to go with the dude from the Vatican. The, the, the Cardinal? <laughs> Holy hell, that came out of left field. I know, the Cardinal. <laughs> I don't know why, because he just seems so like innocent and mindless, not really there. He wasn't paying attention. He was just enjoying life. And he wasn't a big character, so it was fine. Yeah, you know what? He's he and he know he never finds out what happens, so he gets to live his best life. Actually, pausing on that, they were all called in at the end because it was an emergency. They had to hurry over to the the castle, right, yeah. or the palace, or whatever, so that they could be told some news. But then this polished up Saint Nicholas bones come back in. And everyone's fine. We don't have to worry about the news. Would that? Yeah. Did the, they the emer- forget to close that? You know what the emergency was, Ty? Merry what? Christmas. The, oh. <laughs> the emergency was sing it loud for all to hear and spread, or whatever the line is from El. It's called the yeah, reason thought- for the season. It's always an emergency. <laughs> I oh, I, I genuinely thought that they were going to announce that Chicago Vanessa Hudgens was pregnant. <laughs> Actually, Abby, I, I have something for you. I, I have I have a I have a Christmas gift. I'm so I'm very concerned. YouTube has opened. Just like that dashing chap who dresses up like a bat and his uh, beautiful cat-like companions. It's a Batman line. <laughs> Batman and Catwoman aren't a team. Of course they are. <laughs> oh, he is green screen. I love you. I hate to interrupt, but Kevin and I have some big news. Well, the biggest news, really. And we wanted you all to be the first to hear it. How would they cut this out? <laughs> what is it? Well, I'm pregnant. <gasps> so am I. What? With twins. Uh, what? So am I. So am I. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> no. What? No. If Fiona marches in right now and says she's pregnant, I'm leaving this podcast. I'm never coming back. How did you make them do this, Beth? Someone's oh, look at that green screen. That's wild. Yes. So that's right. In a deleted right. scene, they decided to get rid of both. <laughs> Both, both princesses who had been switched announced they were pregnant with twins. With twins. Wait, hold, hold on. Okay, <laughs> hold on. So I, I, that hit me like a bullet to the face. They left four babies on the cutting room floor. <laughs> oh, my oh, my oh, my God. <laughs> See, this is what happens when that. I don't. This is what happens when I don't make my point fast enough. <laughs> that happens. <laughs> That's awful. True, but awful. Oh my god. That's hysterical. I I I'm mad now cuz we could have had the princess switch 
babies. Yeah, Princess Switch babies. Oh, yeah. Well, see, here was like my kind of like my theory about the movie. Not not a theory, just like an idea. It's like, why didn't they just make Stacy pregnant in this movie? Because she doesn't do anything. So like, why wouldn't they just like give her an excuse of she's pregnant? And then when she has to impersonate Fiona near the end of it, they have a, an extra comedic shenanigan where she has to like, you know, put a, a put a bowl, a, a you know, a, a basket or like a, a present in front of her belly, a Christmas present to hide the fact that she's pregnant while she's pretending to be Fiona. Like, I guess it was so they could have this reveal that they ended up deleting anyway. I, I so wild because I thought it was during the scene when they brought the star back. It was a uh, you know I feel nauseous and I'm like oh this is a part right now it's pregnant. That's like was that was that scene for after? That's an after scene, yeah. What's an after the after scene? the scene that she just showed us that comes after the star is returned? Yeah, yeah, that that's was, like that in the after they okay. did the lighting. All right, sorry, yeah. I still it it I, the whole like one side of my brain just deflated, so I'm just trying to <laughs> put it together. Because I, I don't, yeah, I'm, I'm sad that they didn't do that because that would have been fun. Yeah, but like the movie was already way too long. It was like an hour and 45 minutes. This thing was yeah. so long. Very long. But that then sets up Princess Switch 4, uh, Trouble with Twins. Switching like, in time or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, that's when they bring in Lindsay Lohan again. And that's how she makes her big comeback. Guys. <laughs> Skip together. You know, I like it. Princess in Time, and then they bring in The Night Before Christmas, and then that Vanessa Hudgens gets a crossover with these Vanessa Hudgens, and then we just get a whole a whole crossover massive universe. <laughs> I, Vanessa I Hudgens all the way down. It's but, Vanessa Hudgens all the way down. <laughs> uh, but instead, we get like a post credit scene where everyone is awkwardly dancing and no one wants to. Uh, <laughs> this was like I, the worst before, to The me. enforced fun of the uh, onset of Princess Switch 3. <laughs> The there will be an entire field of study, like an entire like four hundred level class in college, uh, of just COVID media, because everyone. I you were going to say just Princess Switch. <laughs> of just Princess Switch. <laughs> like, yeah, Princess I think Switch you're movies. overestimating the cultural impact of these movies. Oh god, what class do you have at eleven thirty? Can you come to lunch with us? Nah, man, I got four ninety nine. You have to take Princess Switch studies, dude. Dude. It's all on the wiki. You just got to check it. Yeah, that guy talks for hours. <laughs> He's very obsessed with St. Nicholas's bones. <laughs> I and just love the idea that that would be a 400 series. A 400 yeah, level yeah, course. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I absolutely really a 400 level course. really doing a lot class. of intense reading for that. <laughs> a lot. Well, you have to study all of St. Nicholas's <laughs> history and all of his... There's a lot of underlying... There's more background investigation in that class than there is for writing and building this movie <laughs> that's fair so tim and abby where would princess switch 3 rank in the list of netflix holiday movie universe nhmu films you have seen so far i will start with you tim <laughs> oh because i was laughing trying to remember all the actual movies that exist yeah. um i don't know i think this one ranks near the bottom just because it was like crazy long for one of these movies like it's an hour and 49 minutes and after I saw that, I went and looked up because I just recently rewatched Casablanca and that's like an hour and 42 minutes. And if I had to pick one of those movies to be the longer movie, I'd go with the good one. <laughs> like, it's just it's too long for what it is. And it's like it's not 
fun like the second princess switch was like like if it had done the crazy like i'm pregnant with twins thing like that would have maybe heightened it a little bit but it's just boring and lame what about you abby uh in the in the netflix cinematic universe christmas movies um and you know this because i think i reference it about once a month even on the podcast the the one and i don't even remember what it's called i just love it so much it's that movie where she wins the uh she wins the hotel in like new zealand and she's in that small town i love that movie so much i'm not even sure it's a christmas movie but she gets a hotel i don't care it's part of it but no because they mentioned the prince the the christmas prince i think at some point i don't remember but then like christmas prince is definitely up there i i do like the first and second uh princess switch like they'd be up there i'd rewatch those i don't think i'd rewatch this this was tough to get through the first time it really was i think the difference like this is also really low for me i think the difference between this and the other movies is this one doesn't seem like it likes being a christmas movie like it almost exists in spite of a Christmas movie. Like the one scene where they go to the holiday village, that's just a tiny bit South of the North pole. Uh, they're, they're almost doing it to make fun of it. Like they're yeah. like, Oh, haha, we're in this village and it's so stupid. This is so ridiculous. And I'm like, yeah, it is ridiculous, but you're there to make us like it. Like you're not there to, to poke fun of it. That's our job. That's what we're here for. Yeah. They really got shoehorned about the fact that they couldn't do a different holiday. Mm. like there's not another holiday that like a country that a doesn't exist but in that area that they'd be able to do there's not really a halloween to lock glob onto or could do like a new year's heist movie i guess i also feel like it made kind of made like the cardinal sin of these movies and that hallmark christmas movies can't be traditionally sexy they just can't like they can be sexy in that you see the dude with his shirt off as he walks in the distance and the girl like lifts her eyebrow and goes hmm but is that's that, it like that's the limit is that not traditionally sexy though like well no i meant but like it's a very i need that term defined for me what Male i mean gaze. by that ah. yeah what, what i mean is like tango pg masquerade orgy um you know it's not seductive these christmas movies should not be seductive like they uh, are they should be cutesy. horny but not seductive. Yes. There gotcha. was at no point in time during this movie that I <laughs> felt any form of my heart rate or blood pressure rise. <laughs> really? Vanessa Hudgens going through the uh the laser system? Not Wait, even remotely. Listen, I have a question. I'm going to preface this by saying at no point is this supposed to be a body shaming situation. Right. Did they pad her ass as Fiona? She seemed hippier and not in a bad way, but it seemed like they were trying to give her a lot more va-va-voom as I Fiona. I wouldn't be surprised because, th- hell, they did that to Britney Spears for Oops, I Did It Again, even though, like, her body's amazing. But, like, when you're wearing, like, a cat suit like that, it it flattens you. That's why, like, boob armor in video games and stuff, it's not realistic because armor doesn't hug your body like that and neither do cat suits. So, like, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. But yeah, we- it seemed like it too. Like even when she was wearing like the mini skirts and stuff, because my first my first thing was like, why does it look like she had she's had a Brazilian butt lift? Like mm-hmm. she just had more hip than the BBE, a BBE. Um, yeah. So anyway, yeah, it's not supposed to be that kind of sexy. It's supposed to yeah. be like Harlequin sexy. Like you know what I mean? Like it's a guy chopping wood, but he'll also bring you hot cocoa while he wears a sweater. Yeah, kind of sexy. And then he'll take the sweater off to walk away. Because he has to get into the shower. 
and you get to stare at it, and that's it. So, so, so Ty, since this, and was then we all learn the meaning of Christmas. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> so we have to make cookies at some point too. Um, so, Ty, this was your first venture into the Netflix holiday movie universe. Are you curious to watch more? Boy, don't let me answer that too quickly. Don't lie to her. <laughs> don't you dare lie to her. Oh, yeah. Santa is yeah. watching. At I... this particular moment, no, I have no desire to watch anymore. Um, I would do it again under duress or absolute boredom. Uh, but I can't say I've ever been to that state. <laughs> You know what? Not, you, 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 heard it here, you heard it here, folks. Break into their house, hold a gun to their heads, and make them watch some more. And yeah. You have to maybe. watch the Christmas switch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, any final thoughts about the Princess Switch 3 before we wrap things up for a wonderful holiday episode? Well, I've actually been working on my paper for the 400 level class, and if I could just like <laughs> run it by you guys. No, you got to Oh, yeah, please. It. Uh, no, no, I can't. I can't. It needs to, to be bit. APA formatted, um, yeah. and it needs to be fourteen pages front and back. Um, <laughs> yeah, and a Google Doc, please, so that I can add my yeah. comments to it. Oh, I'm, I also I'm, need to be able to see that Google Doc's edits because I want to know that you weren't working on it the day before. I'm that teacher. What? Wow, you you can tell that Abby's like been in college more recently because I was just going to default to my time in college where I'm just like. Oh, I guess the attachment didn't work for some reason. Like, oh. it was like pre Google Docs, pre any of that. Yeah, that's not a thing anymore. It's wow. guys, college, college life is hell. It's hell. It's hell. Two thousand four to two thousand eight was the time to be in college because email was new and no one knew how it worked yet. So, Abby, Ty, any final thoughts about the Princess Switch Three, Romancing the Star? Uh boy, I would love to give you something. I, I just, I don't. I really don't. It's not that I hated my life during that time. <laughs> it's just that I, uh, I did. Um, Merry so, Christmas. Yeah. No. No. Thank you. Yeah. Pass. <laughs> Tyson's answer is pass. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't really have any. I mean, there were some fun bits. I think there were some good. Huh, there were good bones to this that I think that they could have fleshed out a little bit better because I love that it was just like this guy stole a star what happened well he tried to flee the country but don't worry we arrested him everything's fine it's no one worry about all of the other things that he stole I guess um I just it was weird that they they upped the religion quotient on yes. this one because uh, they even put in like nuns and an orphanage and a whole situation which I thought was wild because uh, again I keep talking about the butterfly shoes because when we first see Fiona she's in like a prison jumpsuit, <laughs> but she's also wearing like just a like a underbust corset with a fancy hat, and her hair is completely down, and she's wearing the big butterfly shoes. I'm not gonna lie to you. I went out for a run today, and we have a Catholic church up the road. There were two nuns in full nunnery out power walking, and I had a split second thought. I want to know would that fly? If I come mop your floor, can I wear butterfly shoes and a sequins hat while I do it? Like, is that a thing that's allowed? In, hmm. I I I just seems like it wouldn't have been allowed. But I decided to let those those nuns just have their day and not be accosted by a lunatic three miles into a run. Well, you know they're busy. They have to have an emergency um, sentencing hearing on Christmas to commute a woman's sentence from twelve hundred hours to like sixteen. Twelve hundred hours is so many hours. Like it's almost like having a job. Well, <laughs> but 
But that's like a having lot to commute. A job. Like be like, hey, that's a lot of. Don't look at me like having a job. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? I mean, but no, it's just like that's a lot to 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 side saddle. Rory Gilmore only got three hundred when she stole a boat with Logan Huntsberger. So yeah. I know a lot about community service. Yeah, but they got service. the boat back. Yeah, I guess it, to be fair, it sounds like they got the country back too. So it doesn't really matter. I guess. <laughs> I was gonna say, to be fair, it was a coup. I think the weird thing is that like. She she gave her cousin community service, but her, the cousin's like two accomplices got like hard jail time. It sounds like, which is really Nepotism. weird and corrupt. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, what about you, Beth? What what else? What else you got? What are you? What are your final thoughts? I mean, I'm just gonna give a shout out to my man Simon for his cameo at the at the PG orgy, in which he <laughs> appeared via green screen as well with a woman who looked way too young. And I was like, "That's uncomfortable. Please leave the scene." And then they left. What's in a What's in a candy cane martini? <laughs> is it just peppermint schnapps and and? I I mean there there is candy cane schnapps, and I'm pretty sure like candy cane vodka and stuff. But it sounds horrible. That sounds can, awful. It, it sounds definitely like sounds garbage. like they could have called it like the annual Christmas Eve hangover ball or something. Like, like a- I've always wanted, I've always wanted to drink a martini right after I've brushed my teeth. <laughs> the the only other thing I'll add is for the past uh, 36 hours I have been saying in a Bane voice over and over again because it's really funny to me Maggie why did it by, okay you know what here's my last thing when the mom apologizes to Fiona but she didn't even apologize she, <laughs> she didn't apologize she didn't actually right. apologize but while Fiona is standing there like her back is turned her mom just goes full like Full Catholic guilt trip. You don't know how many more of these we'll have together. Is she dying? Yeah. She doesn't look that old. She looks fine. Is she going to go get hit by a bus? What's happening? Yeah, she, That's not okay. Like in this next scene, she's like literally hitting on the Cardinal and like just being, just, Wait, like just flirting with the Cardinal. No, she was speaking fake, uh, fake Italian. I love that so much. Like, I think he spoke Latin to her. Yeah. And then she said Versace to him. 10 out of 10. (laughs) (laughs) Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us for this very special After Dark episode of Once Upon a Timing. Uh, Before we head out, uh, if anyone has any holiday movie or special recommendations they'd like to add that are not the Princess Switch 3, speak now or, you know, don't. Or you can tell us whenever because these movies are available 24-7 and nothing has a good time quite like watching a Christmas movie in March. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Um, but I'm obviously going to have to go watch Die Hard or something now to actually have a Christmas movie to feel good about. Oh, but, you know, that's a very controversial topic. Is Die Hard a Christmas? It's a it movie is. that happens Hot at Christmas. Hot subject. Hot subject. This is why I, I've just divided, like, I don't have a Christmas movie. The tradition is you just watch Lord of the Rings. The end. Hmm. Is it a Christmas movie? No. See, it would be nice if I could get certain somebody who lives in my home with me to watch Lord of the Rings, but I can't. Damn. Henry. Henry. Henry, Watch (laughs) Lord of the Rings. It's amazing. It'll change your life. (laughs) See this guy named Frodo. And he goes on a long walk. It's very important. Pay attention, child. Stop crying. Movie one. He's walking. Movie, Movie two, two. He's walking, walking again. <laughs> and he yells in a New York accent constantly, hey, I'm walking here. I'm Frodo Baggins. <laughs> Have any recommendations, Tim? Uh, the only thing I can think of is uh, watching this movie, like the heist scene with the tango and stuff, kind of reminded me of the beginning 
of True Lies. So go out, Ooh. watch True Lies, and Ooh. call it a Christmas movie. The Very beginning well. has right. a snowmobile hey, chase. I haven't watched True... Jamie Lee Curtis rules. She yeah. rules every second that Bill Paxton's in that movie. Being an absolute scumbag is pretty great. <laughs> like, that's good stuff. No, that's a great movie. It's a good movie. Yeah. Guys, watch it. Like This movie, I would have loved Princess Switch 3 if it had a Harrier jet sequence in it. So... You know Every movie needs a Harrier jet. I agree. Or an F-35. 12 Angry Men should have had a Harrier jet in it. <laughs> well, or Casablanca. I'm going to actually recommend an actual Christmas movie. Uh, one of my and Tim's personal favorites that we actually discovered while doing shark jumping together. The Mistletones. It is on Disney Plus now. And it is corny as hell, but it is absolutely delightful. It's basically a Christmas not glee movie with adults in an office. And Tori Spelling's in it, and she's terrible. Everyone else is great, and I love it. <laughs> it's a great recommendation. Tori Spelling's in it. She's terrible, but it's a great movie. Watch it. That You know what? That's all I need. Hey, you need to watch this movie. Tori Spelling's in it. She's terrible. I'm in. I'm in. Because, <laughs> again, like I told you, Beth, on the podcast like a week or two ago, I unironically really enjoyed Jingle All the Way. Uh, speaking of Arnold Schwarzenegger classics, classic. <laughs> we watched it the other day, and my five-year-old kept looking at the screen and going, "What's happening?" And I'm like, "I have never realized how ridiculous this movie was until I had to view it through the lens of a child who does not get what's happening <laughs> at all." Yeah, I, I think there was a Reddit thread, like in shower thought, thought saying that "Jingle All the Way" is the idiocracy of Christmas movies, and maybe. Hmm. Give me some I'm going to marinate on that for a little while, I think. Going to have yeah. to rewatch mm-hmm. both those movies and consider it. <laughs> We're going to watch, oh, you know what, Schwarzenegger back to back. True Lies followed by Jingle uh, All the Way. No, no, we'll do you one better at the same time. Two, you know what, Devil's Lies needs to be renamed to Pie Crust Promises. Anyone have any other Arnold Schwarzenegger recommendations before we go? Predator. Total Recall's pretty good. <laughs> All right, well, everyone, on that note, thank you so much to Tim and Ty for joining us for this very special episode. Thank you. Thank you. And, of course, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, wherever you get your podcasts. Patrons, you are going to get this one a special for a week exclusive, and then it's going to be shared to everyone because, you know what, it's the joy of the holiday season. And we want to thank you guys so much for supporting us on Patreon. We are going to be back with you in the new year in 2022. New year, new you, Abby. New year, new me. New no, year, new no, us. Be- no, Beth. Go- you can't say that. There's no new year, new me. There's no, this is going to be my year. There's none of that. People keep doing it, and the world keeps falling apart. So we're just, next year, just, just next year's just going to next year, I guess. Just going to exist. Whoa, time goes on. I'm also disappointed that Tim recognized this was going to be like a round table, and none of us talked in our NPR voices. Not for this movie, I'm not. I, I could talk in my Bane voice. One of my favorite Abby and Tim memories I have is because I was convinced I was good at uh, the Bane voice and I tried to do the Bane voice. He almost crashed the car we were driving because he said, you don't sound like Bane. You sound like Kristen's, Kristen Wiig's target lady. <laughs> <laughs> and on that amazing note thank you everyone for joining us thank you to our patrons for supporting us and abby we will see you next year see you next year